Hey guys, and welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report, presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. The first podcast to bring you the local fishing report for Alabama's lakes and rivers, whether it's good, bad, or ugly. I'm your host, Nick Williams, and this week's show is brought to you by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. Are you frustrated by your typical hunting and fishing magazines? Are you tired of reading content meant for guys up north or in the Midwest? Don't get left behind following the guidance of guys who don't hunt and fish in your home state. Pick up a Great Days Outdoors magazine subscription and become a better southern outdoorsman. Great Days Outdoors magazine can be found at your local Books A Million, Tractor Supply Company, Rural King, or you can save and buy online at greatdaysoutdoors.com. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report. We got some good guests coming at you today. First, we're going to be talking with the guys over at ATX Lures. Looking forward to that. I know Dick McMillan uh, is a big fan of them, has turned me on to them. Miss Boutwell down at Boutwell Bait and Tackle here locally down in Baymanette, Alabama. Uh, I've talked with her several times, and she says that they sell real well, and people are happy about them, so I'm excited about that. And then last but not least, we're going to circle on back home to the Mobile Tensaw Delta, and we're going to talk with our very own Dip McMillan and see what the crappie bite's doing. Y'all stay tuned. All right, guys, for our first guest, we got Kyle Reeves with ATX Lures. Kyle, how you doing today? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Man, I'm just sitting here proud of air conditioning. So I know I say it on every show, it seems like, but I'm more than ready for that fall to get here. So. Oh, yeah, you and me both. That's it. You uh, you ever mess with teal, any blue-wing teal season? No, not not a whole lot. Growing up, I um I duck hunted a lot. Actually, you know, down in Macintosh, Three River Lake. Um, but yeah. it was all mainly wood duck because that's kind of what's around in that area. So, so that's what I that's what I did growing up. But I hadn't done it. any in a while though. That's it. Well, just don't start this year because we was out scouting this morning, and by <laughs> seven o'clock it was hotter than Hades, and we'd seen three birds. Oh so. yeah, three three oh, birds yeah. between yeah, three dudes don't make much of a shoot. So. No, not at all. <laughs> well, you you was talking about Thorough McIntosh. You was just telling me off air that, that you were actually from Leroy. And funny to say, because Leroy ain't a big place, and it's hard to find two people from it at the same time. But I actually spent a few years in there growing up right there off of uh, 43, not far from the Tom Bigby Bridge. Kinda, okay, yeah. Kinda, yeah, so we, we kind of know the same stomp, stomping grounds a little bit. But then you was telling me you've kind of been all over the southeast, haven't you? Yep. Yeah, I have. So yeah, I grew up, grew up in Leroy, graduated Leroy High School back in 2006. You know, as you said, it's a small place. So I, you know, lived off the steam plant road down, you know, going that way right across from the high school. So when I graduated from there, I went to University of Alabama. Um, when I graduated from there in 2011, I actually moved to Austin, Texas for work. So I was out there for about eight years and that's where I actually started my company, ATX Lure Company, um, and the ATX, kind of that's where it got the name from Austin, Texas. That's kind of what everybody in that area calls, you know, ATX, or Austin is ATX. So I uh, started the company there back in 2017, as you know, it was really just a hobby because, you know, I always grew up fishing, you know, being from Leroy in that area, you know, we always fished. But I was, you know, started crappie fishing a lot more, even so more than I did in, in Alabama when I was out there. And, um, I got to thinking, you know, as I was using all the, you know, the jigs and the soft plastics that I would go buy, I was like, you know, I can, I bet I can make these and I can make whatever color I want and I wouldn't have to, you know, buy a hundred packs <laughs> of stuff. So, so that's kind of how it started, started as a hobby, you know, kind of giving out to some friends and, you know, they were all liking them and I was like, oh, I'll, I'll try to, you know, sell a, sell a few of these. And you know, obviously Facebook has been huge, you know, then, and, you know, started kind of selling them on social media and it kind of grew from there. And then in about in 2018, I moved um, to Georgia. So I live just north of Atlanta 
um, in Cumming, Georgia. It's right beside Lake Lanier, if anybody's familiar with the lakes over here in Georgia, um, North Georgia area. So moved here back in 2018, and I've been here since. You know, in the past couple of years, I've kind of decided to try to make it more of a more of a small business instead of a hobby and kind of see where it goes. So that's kind of kind of where I am today. Sure. Well, it seems like you've done real well because I know uh, you stay in stock, and I, I know Miss Becky over at Boutwell Bait and Tackle down the road from me. I know she carries your stuff. I know that uh, Hunter Sullivan over at River Legends carries it, Mount Vernon Outdoors. So you're starting to kind of to sneak your way in to the scene, it seems like, which is pretty impressive seeing as how, you know, old, old Bobby Garland and uh, them kind of got the corner on the market and have for a long time. So it's good to see uh, somebody from Leroy sneaking in on that market. Oh, yeah. For people who are out there looking to, to maybe try some of your lures, and, and this is a personal question, too. I'm always interested. Do you have a go-to color that you throw, or does it really vary a whole lot depending on the time of the year and what body of water you're fishing? I'm more of a creature habit like a lot of people, right? So I do have my top two or three colors that I will always use, um, whether the water is stained, whether it's clear. They, they kind of work everywhere. Um, and it just so happens that they are, are you know, my best sellers. Um, imagine that too right so but it's actually you know the bluegrass color um and then i have like a mon- the monkey milk with the green tail color uh, monkey milk chartreuse works as well any kind of yellow chartreuse or green chartreuse tails and then there's also a color it's called D- d2d special um that's on the website um is actually someone that fishes lake talcon in tallahassee a lot that's kind of where his home lake is and he had, you know, he had some colors that he wanted me to make because, you know, that's one thing that, you know, definitely varies from Bobby Garland and things out there is, you know, I can make, you know, a lot of custom colors and things like that. It can't, you know, pretty much whatever anybody can think of. So I made some for him and it just kind of blew up and more and more people wanted to buy them. And I finally, you know, started making it and put it on the website and, and it's a really good color. I will use it all the time and it works, works great. Um, it's kind of like a green pumpkin with, uh, um, like a chartreuse silver flake bottom kind of thing so it's like a two color um laminate as they call them uh but those three colors you know are are our best sellers as well as it's what i use majority of the time and i use them in clear water and stained water it doesn't doesn't really matter yeah yeah i know uh what you're describing there that need to be special that sounds like a color i don't know what the equivalent is in the uh the bobby garland and the mr crappie lures but i know i use that a lot and then there's a monkey milk is is always a strong one for me i've always got that in my tackle box that's that's always right there like you said in your top two or three favorites and then uh i don't know what it is but down here i'm a big believer in the uh the electric chicken kind of kind of that that chartreuse green mixed with a little bit of pink i don't know why i think it's i think it's like you said it's funny that you say that those are your favorites and they're your best sellers i'm a big believer (laughs) that a lot of it boils down to confidence whether you're pitching it to fish or pitching it to other people you know Exactly. Well, yeah, that too. And, you know, down in that area, you know, the past six months, or ever since the start of the beginning of the year, you know, it's been real crazy down in, in the Delta area that are buying, you know, these plastics and stuff. And it's it's been, you know, I what I call, and if anybody, you know, follows, especially Dip and, you know, the other people around the area, it's Orange Crush is the color that I have that I could not keep them in stock in you know, the stores that are around in that area. That's what everybody was buying. Um, and it's like a bright orange with a chartreuse tail. And it was like the most popular color that anybody could buy and get their hands on down there. It was, it, it was crazy. Yep. I had several colors. So I actually wrote, wrote an article a while back for a 
Currents, which is the Mobile Baykeepers publication that they send out. Uh -huh. and I interviewed Miss Becky down there at Boutwells for it, and that came up in conversation. I mentioned that orange crush, and I remember talking with Dip about mm -hmm. it. And I, I remember that spike. Like, I remember you could see on the wall where she has your ATX lures, you could see just a hole. And, and she was fussing about not being able to keep them on hand. And, and I'll tell you, I finally got a pack. And I got to fuss at dip because I was throwing the same lure, but I don't know why. I know why, but I'm not going to say why on air. But it, I just I could not catch fish with it the way dip can. I don't know what's wrong. So. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. They would order, you know, double and triple the amount of those as they would, you know, any other color. It was, it was, it was crazy. It it was all over social media too, man. You you saw it wasn't just dip. There were some people who know more about right, fishing right. than I do. I I talk about fishing for a living and can't catch fish to save my life it seems like some days <laughs> but uh, no they were they were tearing them up, i think i'm better at making them i think i'm better at making the base than fishing them that's for sure right well see I, I blame it that's the reason i refuse to buy a ford facing sonar because that's my last excuse <laughs> i can be like well i can't right. i just can't compete with them them sonar guys and if i bought one then i would just have to say you know what i just don't know what i'm doing <laughs> that is true that is true i feel that way a lot that's it well, do you have, a, I think, if, if I recollect, everything that I've seen on the walls has been kind of the old shad imitation type minnow. Is, is that all that you currently offer is the shad imitations? Yeah, so no, I, I have um, other colors. You know, our, our definitely most popular is, you know, like the baby shad style, like the Barbie Garland style. And then I have what my custom design, which is, we, we call it the Wicked Shad. That's basically the shad body with the, the split tail, the twin tails on it. Those are kind of the, the bread and butter of the company that, you know, that we sell the most of and are most popular. But we did recently come out with um, what we call, what I call is, you know, the soft series. So my baits that I currently make, the shad style, they're a lot tougher. They got a harder plastic. But I've also come out with a soft series that's also durable. It's just softer. But it's in, you know, a curl tail style and, you know, the classic kind of the, the hollow tube style as well. You know, that has been around for, for a long time, but everybody still uses them and still loves them. Um, but I did a little bit of softer plastic with those because they, you know, have more action, right? You know, the curl tail, you know, moving through the water has a lot more action. And then the tube with all the little, you know, whatever you want to call the tails on those. But basically, it's it, I'm calling it a softer series because they aren't as hard as my other plastics. But they, you know, they're still durable and they just have a lot more action. So I actually released those um, earlier in the week and they're now on the website. I started out with, I have five colors in the curl tail, and it's a two-inch curl tail. And then in the tube, it's an inch and three-quarter, and I have nine colors currently for, for those. Awesome. I like I like what you say about making them durable but softer. So I've I've struggled kind of, my whole fishing career would, would go in back and forth between, like you said, the softer ones have more action, which is nice mm -hmm. until you having to constantly redo them. You know, you catch a few fish, right. you tear yep, them up, exactly. you put on a new one, you put on a new one. And then I know there's some companies that make them that last a little bit longer, but you sit there and you watch them go through the water and you're like, well, that's not doing anything to make that tail move. Mm -hmm. By the time I'm retrieving it fast enough to make the tail move, them fish ain't going to, I wouldn't chase it if I was a fish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's just kind of how, and how the, like the wicked shad and the baby shad are styles are made. You know, the, those tails don't necessarily have to have a ton of action, but even though it's harder plastic, it still has a good action. Sure. Um, that's going to be a little bit different on like the curl tails with the wider tail and, you know, the tube that has a bunch of little, you know, bunch of the little thin, thin pieces and stuff like that. They need that, you know, that more action to, you know, kind of entice the fish and things like that. Yeah, well, I'm definitely glad to hear that you're coming out with a curly tail because I know in the spring when they're up shallow, uh, I throw a lot of curly tails on a uh, underspin. 
Mm-hmm. Just yeah. kind of pitch and wind and pitch and wind and kind of catch them when they kind of spread up shallow. So I'll, I'll definitely be checking those out and give the fire tiger another try. And then if that don't work, I just, I guess I may have to buy some <laughs> forward facing sonar and just eat it. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it, it's definitely fun. It's, you know, it can aggravate you more than, than it helps most of the time, but you know. Crop here definitely, uh, I've, I've always fished my whole life. It hasn't been until about the past two years that I've started getting semi-serious about them. And uh, I've, I've come to find out it is a whole different ball game, completely different from bass fishing, completely different from bluegill, inshore fishing. Like, it's, it's a mm-hmm. crappie are interesting fish. I'll just leave it at that. So. Yep, that's for sure. And that's, that's kind of why, you know, that's pretty much all the fishing I kind of do now. Um, you know, I grew up, obviously, by the Tom Bigby, so I grew up catfishing most of the time, you know, on the river. And now I strictly mostly just do crappie, and it's... You know, I don't, I, it's not about trying to catch the biggest fish, although you would love to catch, you know, your three plus pound crappie and stuff. But I mean, it's still not 10 pound bass or anything like that. But I mean, just the, you know, the finesse and what you use to catch, catch them and the light tackle and all that is what, what really, what I enjoy out of it. Absolutely. Well, I'll ask you a question. You don't, you don't by chance make jig heads to go with them, do you? So not at the moment. I will have them. I'm hoping by, november in the next couple of months i will have my own atx line of jig heads now on my website i do currently sell jig heads um they're called dan's jigs they're from um, a guy out of texas i met him when i was in texas and he makes a great product um so i have his stuff on my website currently but in hopefully by you know the end of november or sooner hopefully I will have, there will be an ATX line of jig heads that I will have come out. I'm, I'm looking just, just for all of our folks who are listening in who may not have heard of Dan's jig mm-hmm. heads. So I've got them pulled up on the site and, uh, wow, those are really clean looking and the colors and the eyes. They, yeah, they are, those are, yeah, they are great quality, great quality jig heads for sure. They look really um, good. You might, you may have just cost me a little bit of money. It seems like this show has a habit <laughs> of doing that, talking with people every week. My wife's going to make me find a new job because, man, that's right. Good. Oh, yeah. I'll get that. Got like the holographic eyes to them. That's awesome. I just learned something new. You know, they're kind of, they're called pill heads or they're called aspirin heads. They're kind of called different in different areas, but um, they're, you know, they have 3D eyes on them. They have, you know, the sickle type hook. I believe they're Eagle Claw now with a little wire keeper on the, on the back instead of the big lead collar, because a lot of my baits are small. You know, that lead collar just rips the baits more than that little, you know, wire keeper that's on the back. So there, I have them anywhere. I'm out of stock on a few now, but I will usually have them anywhere from one eighth ounce up to one thirty second. So that'll be one sixteenth and one twenty fourth as well. And then the one eighth ounce is a number two hook, and all the others are a number four hook, I believe. Awesome. Well, I'm definitely going to check some of those out and look forward to seeing what you produce too, because that's that's something I've noticed is that uh, just here in the past couple of years, it seems like a lot of folks are really up in the game on on crappie jig heads. I know for a long time it was just the old mm-hmm. standard eagle claws, like you were talking about with that big lead collar that would yeah, with all the pain in the eyes and you couldn't put a put a line through it lord of mercy i can't yeah yeah <laughs> sometimes it would just seem those was about the worst and, and i've found it too with fly fishing you buy cheap flies and you just may as well do it at the house just sit there one evening watching mm-hmm. tv and sit there and ream all of those eyes out and you're just sitting there wondering it's like man surely it couldn't have cost y'all that much more clean the paint out of them right exactly you know, sticking the hook through the eye and then hook yourself trying to get the that's it, out I, that, it. you look at it, you're like man i'd pay an extra five cents per package if y'all would have done this yourselves <laughs> so exactly that's it 
Well, well, folks, definitely y'all be sure to go ahead and check out Kyle's company, ATH Lures. Um, if you're local down here in the Baldwin, Mobile County area, like I said, he's got them in Mount Vernon Outdoors. He's got them over there at River Legends and Citronelle. And then you can go see Miss Becky at Boutwell Bait and Tackle. Check them out. They're good. They're endorsed by our very own Dick McMillan. And uh, Kyle, I appreciate talking with you and I hope to uh, have you on the show some more in the future, sir. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Thanks for reaching out. It was, it was awesome. It was a great time and I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. All right, guys, again, that was Kyle Reeves with ATX Lures. Let's go ahead and take a quick break and hear some of this week's sponsors. This week's episode of the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report has been brought to you by Texas Hunter. Every detail of the Texas Hunter Wrangler hunting blind has been designed for your comfort. Fully carpeted walls and ceiling provides a scent and noise barrier, while sealed windows keep bugs and pests from joining you on the hunt. A solid galvanized steel roof is sure to protect you from the elements and will never leak or rust. The Wrangler is available in the ground model or with a 4-foot or 8-foot tower model available for extra-wide, sturdy stairs. Visit TexasHunter.com to check out their wide variety of premium outdoor products. Built in America since 1954. And by Killer Dock. Today we're going to profile another common form of dock dysfunction, Dirty Dock. Have you ever cleaned up a nice mess of fish and then washed your wife's face in disgust when she sees your dirty dock as a result? It's happened to all of us who are cleaning fish on old, wooden fish cleaning tables that don't slope toward the water. You need dock enhancement. Killer Dock fish cleaning stations are marine-grade aluminum coated with a ceramic finish that makes cleaning your dirty dock a cinch. The scales and slime drain directly into the water, through the legs, or through the slots. You choose the style. Check out the best fish cleaning stations known to mankind at KillerDock.com. All right, guys, next up we have Demand the Myth, the Legend. We got Dip McMillan down here on the Mobile Tensaw Delta. Dip, how you doing this evening? Doing pretty good, Nick, buddy. How about you? Good. I, I cannot complain. I'm in the air conditioning and sitting here with a cold drink, so there's nothing to complain about. <laughs> nothing wrong with that, buddy. No, sir. No, sir. Well, tell me, you was just telling me that you'd, uh, you've been fishing this weekend. I haven't managed to make it out because I got a little three-month-old who takes up all of my time. And again, I'm not complaining, but uh, what, what's it like out there on the Mobile Tennessee Delta? All I can do is watch it from the window right now. Man, it's, i tell you what, for the, the main reason, it's hot. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it is hot, but the fish, is, the fish bite is hot, too. Um, I was able to take a, um, a donation guide trip this past Friday. They, matter of fact, this couple lived right by me. I didn't know that until Friday, right down the road from me. And uh, took them to the uh, Mobile Tensaw Delta, and um, they we hammered the fish. Uh, we probably missed about two limits of fish, man. I'm talking about they had a great time. And these fish, that particular day, that them fish would not bite a jig. Mostly all our fish come on menace. I mean, these particular fish were suspended in about six to eight foot of water. And man, they they was crushing it. I mean, aggressive. They was choking that minnow, man. Almost fifty to sixty percent of them was swallowing the bait for for the um for my um customers and put the hook in them. So these these fish was choking that bait down. It wasn't short striking it at all. But we caught some good fish, some one five, some one four, nice size fish. But like I said, these fish was um they were scattered. Water temperature have dropped down to eighty three, eighty four. Um. Two weekends ago, it was like 94, 95. So water temperature had made a big, big change. But like I said, the fish bite right now is, is, a, is awesome. 
So, so do you think that just that little drop right there, I know, I know that's still fairly warm, 84, but compared to, like you said, when it was back in the 90s, do you think just that temperature drop is, is already kind of the first signs of fall coming on and the bike kind of picking up a little bit? And because I know, you know, in the, in the summer, it's always something that I struggle with is you do get a bunch of short striking. You know, if you can find fish, it's, it's hard to find fish that are aggressive. I was actually messing with some bass this morning and, uh, just kind of sight fishing in a little creek and they kept short striking. I was messing with them with a popping bug up on the surface on my fly rod. Do you, do you think that dropping the temperature has them more aggressive already? I think it played a big part in them, but everybody got their own opinion, but I think it has, Nick. Um, I think it has played a big part in it because I say two and a half, three weeks ago, these fish were short striking down here on the Tensaw, on Alabama, even up there in Camden and Miller Fair, just short striking. The man would not take it. Some of them will come chase your bait. You can see them on the um, screen, come chase your bait, get almost to it, or they'll bite it and let go or just turn away on it. But like I said, this past weekend, son, when you put in their eyeballs, they were smashing it. I mean, knocking the fire out of it so i think hate to say it man which i love the fall bite fall bite and winter bite one of my best times to fish by far i think we um i think that water temperature will keep on going down i think the bite gonna get even better well that's that's good to hear right there that's the kind of news that we like i gotta ask since i was just talking with kyle reeves over at atx uh is there any particular color that they're hitting right now i know you're a big fan of those atx jigs oh man i love the ats jig they are very durable besides this weekend Last weekend, the black and short crew and the uh, monkey milk with the green tail went shad. Let me tell you, they've been my go-to baits by far. That black and short crew, son, have put them in the boat. I had a, um, I had a, I think I filmed one of my clips with that black and short crew in that uh, wicked shad uh, monkey milk. Had some videos on the uh, Facebook the other day. I mean, these fish was crushing that. But like this past weekend, when that water changed, I don't know what happened. They was not hitting the jig for some reason. I don't know. But they probably probably adapted to it and probably different now. So it's like I said, every week changed by weekly sometimes. So it probably have changed. Now I'm going back hopefully this Saturday uh, since I'm going to be shooting doves. So hopefully we can get a pair of them back up on jigs. So I love fishing jigs, man. Like I said, ATX jigs, they're adorable. Uh, we, um, we, about a week and a half, about two weeks ago when I was fishing with all those jigs, the um, black and short crew, and the monkey milk, man, I'm telling you, I probably had to change bait that whole day, probably two, about two times. You catch 10 or 15 or more fish on one grub. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, I, I know I, I hardly ever have to change my jigs midway through fishing, but that's just because I don't catch any fish. So that's if you can catch 10 or 15 fish off the same jig, that's pretty good. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's incredible. Well, well, tell me a little bit. You mentioned earlier that, that you'd been, you were talking about the fishing up in Camden. Um, and I know that you just won the Delta Crappie Series, came in first overall, and you come in eighth at the championship up there at, at Miller's Ferry. Tell tell me a little bit about Miller's Ferry, because we, we talk a lot, um, you know, about folks on the Tennessee River Valley. We talk about like Martin. Um, we talk about the Delta down here, but there's a lot of territory, man. It's like we were talking last week uh, with some guys up on the Cahaba River and a lot of that stuff on the Alabama and the Tom Bigby, all that stuff up on Claiborne Lake and, and up around Miller's Ferry and all the, the places on the Coraline up at the Tom Bigby. That don't really make its way on the show a whole lot, but I know that a lot of guys go up to Miller's Ferry. I've been, I'm actually going, speaking of a dove shoot, I'm going to be up there near Miller's Ferry on a dove shoot this weekend. I know a lot of guys in the Baldwin-Mobile County area and in the Montgomery, you know, kind of Prattville area, they all go there. 
And there's just not that much information that I've seen. It's not just that we're the only ones not covering it. There's just not much information on Miller's Ferry. So tell me, tell me what was your thoughts after fishing up there, fishing pretty hard and, and doing pretty well up there? I'm going to tell you, Nick, uh, Miller's Ferry is probably one of the best fisheries in South Alabama by far. I've been up there a handful of times, probably no more than five times. And let me tell you, son, they, they got to fish. Hey, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. It's like down here. You would get on a treetop or fish underwater structure, Nick, and you'd probably catch two to three good fish, then the rest would probably be eight to nine-inch fish. Up there, you get on an underwater structure or a treetop, and you look at your screen, and you might see 40 to 50 fish on that on that top or underwater log. And let me tell you, you would catch one-pounders, one-and-a-half-pounders, two-pounders after another. I mean, they just stack of big, big fish. And down here, it's not like that. You catch that one or two big fish, and then the rest of them become small. Up there, we got on the top of an underwater slow, looked like it was on our um, championship day. And, man, we – I mean, down here, they've been awesome fish. We were catching 11, 12 inches. I mean, just solid fish back to back, back to back, man. But had a good day. But like I said, man, you got to compete up there in a, in a crappie tournament. You have to catch – 17 to 15 inch fish i mean some good ones because somebody gonna find the fish because they are there that fishery up there and man you can up there too you can use those um rind guns on uh, i think the Fishmaster jigs or hair jigs um delta company delta jigs some hair jigs those hair jigs up there i can say work awesome awesome we caught one of our best fish on a hair jig i made um up there during the championship and i didn't use that many atx up there our main target up there was finding structure, and I haven't hasn't been doing this method that much here lately. And um, I'm getting pretty good at it now. Up there, since we've seen all these fish on structure, Nick, we were using a um a slip cart and throwing the middle um a minnow on these fish. And man, we was wearing them out. But once they started not biting that minnow, that's when I started throwing the hair jig to them. So give them another a look at presentation, but um. It ain't nothing like seeing that cork go down. And Miller Fair is a good fishery up there. You see that cork go down and pull back on a 1.5 or 1.8 pound crappie, son. Oof, that's fun with that well, tub. I, I want to circle back to, to them hair jigs, especially if you're if you're tying your own. I'll talk about that a little bit. But before we get into it, what, what do you think makes the fishing so much better up there at Miller's Fair? Do you think it's because... There's there's fewer people fishing it. I know Dallas County doesn't have near the population that we got down here. Do you think it's a matter of saltwater intrusion that we get here in the Bay? Or what do you think makes such a big difference between here and the Delta further up? I heard somebody say the other day about we got that brackish water down here and the salt water affects our fish growth. That may be true. Like I said, I haven't I have I mean I haven't um dived into that to know that for a fact. But um, I don't know why the fish that. Be honest with you, I don't know why the fish such such um the um the size up there are a big different from ours. Because I go to the Alabama River, I mean, down here and catch good fish. But up there, man, it's a whole different ball game. I I, I do not understand the big difference. But too, Nick, that place is huge. You can't fish that whole place in probably about three years fishing every day. Yeah, it 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 really is big, and uh, and something too. I can I can tell you now. I I I got to rely on what folks like you say when it comes to the fishing, but when it comes to the hunting, man, I can tell you. Oh, I know it's something in the soil, like just that black boat area right through there. The deer 
are completely different. If you're just riding country roads and, and you drive up through, you know, Baldwin County, up to Monroe County, up through Wilcox, and you get up to Dallas County, you can see right now here in late summer, there'll oh, be a lot of deer on the side of the road and you can watch them get bigger. I mean, just your average doe standing oh, yeah. on the side of the road, there's a big difference. And I have seen some, I shouldn't talk about it too much, but I have seen some big deer come off the public land up there that they got on those, uh, those core engineer properties on the edge of the Lake Round Miller's Ferry. Mm -hmm. That's a, it's a whole different world. It's, it's cool to me that you can just drive, you know, for me, it's two, three hours up the road and, and it's, it's almost like you woke up and went to Kansas is what it feels like. So. Yes, I agree. Well, well, did y'all put in at the, uh, cause it, it's been a, it's, I guess it's been, well, I was up, I was up there last year and, uh, I, I noticed that, that they got that new boat ramp in Camden. Did y'all launch down there at the, uh, at the dam by Miller's Ferry? Did y'all launch there in Camden or what, what launch did y'all put in it? Did we use the, um, Bridgeport landing? I got you. I got you. Bridgeport. Yeah. Of, uh, that that's the one that that's just outside of Camden, kind of close to Roland Cooper, ain't it? Yeah, it's right before you get to Roland Cooper. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Brand new launch. Really, really, they got a new one. I knew that they they had one. Uh, they they had one kind of right there in kind of across from uh, what do they call it? They call it something Bend up there. I can't remember. I've done lost my my name, but right there in Camden, I, I noticed they built a. <laughs> they made a they made a brand new one it's, it's good to hear that they're putting more infrastructure up in there and i've i've noticed that uh you know camden in particular is really leaning into that that they're kind of a sportsman's paradise so that's that's good for them that's a cool town uh -huh. i've been i've been going up there and i've stayed several nights at, at uh roland cooper and they actually got some pretty nice cabins the tent tent campgrounds are real nice and uh got canoe rentals and all that so that's good Tell me, tell me before I forget about it, tell me a little bit about your hair jigs because I've started fly tying a little bit and uh, a guy heard that I was doing that and he gave me some of his stuff and most of what he gave me was from back when he was tying hair jigs. So I, I'm kind of interested in that if you saying that up there hair jigs was working better for you than soft plastics. What kind of hair jigs did you tie up? I don't know why the hair jigs up there were just working and I had a, of a few buddies too, uh, Matter of fact, I'm sure the one that won first place, I'm sure he was using hair jigs too. The one I use, man, is they um they gray. I can show you a picture of them. They're gray, and I'm using the deer tail, um, that deer tail or the feather. I think that tail, well, I think that back end of it, or uh, you can use the deer's tail, or you can use that feather, like a um bird feather. It's something in that nature. Um, is it, it makes is a it big difference. And marabou, is that right? The type feather that they use for it. Yeah, I think so. I think that's it. And they um, they real fine, man. Just real, real slick looking. You have to see it, man. It's just a real, real, uh, and they tough too. Very tough and durable too. And I'm particular, man. I use the red sickle hooks on mine. So some people are different. I like the red sickle hook. To me, it throws out a out a um a flash to them too. Um, and also when I tie mine up, I use like another, like a gold or silver glitter in my tail to throw out more flash. I think stuff like that would trigger those fish. And I have more success like that. Um and I use those fish I use those jigs a lot. Them hair jigs a lot too during the winter time. You can see on my YouTube videos that um that's all I use during the winter. Fall and winter time, nothing but hair jigs. The jigs I use imitate a minna so much these fish can't they can't resist it. It there's definitely something too. Um I know I've I've tied some flies that had some marabou tails and it requires almost no 
effort on your part to put a natural action in that tail. Just any any little movement at all going through the water and, and that tail ripples. And you don't have to work that bait really aggressively. Uh, me and Kyle talked about it a little bit, you know, how like, you know, a shad, baby shad type lure versus like a, a curly tail grub. You know, curly tail grub uh-huh. will make more action with much less motion. And, and they both have their places. But I can definitely see in the wintertime, you know, you don't you don't want to bounce that jig too much. I've had to tell people before, you know, bass fishing. And, and I think I forget who it was we were talking to. It may have been Clayton Batch talking about bass fishing. You know, he'd, he'd tell people, if you're working a bass worm, he'd, he'd ask them, look, you've seen a worm crawl across your driveway, right? Well, have you ever seen it bounce three feet? <laughs> when when it was going across your driveway, people sometimes put a little too much action. And I can see with a hair jig that you could get just enough lifelike action without having to bounce it too much and have it be something yep. that they kind of lose interest in. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Well, tell me, what 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 was your other thoughts as far as, as fishing up there? Did you notice, um, it's always been my experience going up there, it surprises me if you camped out at Roland Cooper compared to, you know, the boat traffic that I see here at Live Oak. Or, or up at Hubbard's versus up there on the parts of the lake that I've seen, it seems like it just gets a lot less fishing pressure. Is that kind of what you noticed? Or I, I guess on a tournament, it's going to seem like it gets more pressure. Nick, I've been fishing up there, like I said, about five times. And uh, went up there about a month and a half ago just to pre-fish, too. Then I was the only one in the in the parking lot on a Friday. And on championship on weekend, I went up there, we went, up, we went Friday morning. And there was probably about eight or nine boats at the parking lot. And, man, I probably sold two to three boats all day. And championship day was the same way. The only people I saw was the guys in our tournament. So that place, like I said, that place is huge, and everybody can spread out, man. These lakes up there, it when they we got creeks down here. We go in creeks. Up there, they go in lakes. I mean, these lakes are huge, like mile, two miles long. Now, you got to pay attention up there. Now, and that place got a lot of underwater structure, like big stumps. You you go over, and, I mean, it'll, 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 it'll ruin your day. So you have to um, pay attention and use your GPS and stuff and make sure you be in a, in a channel because that place is like a flooded swamp. Yes, I, I have I have seen that personally up there hunting on the riverbanks. You get, you know, 20 foot up in a tree right there on the bank, and you're looking down into the water, and you can really see how much timber there is up there in some places uh-huh that's, that, that's definitely true well when you i know you said you've been up there four or five times but i, I just put a bug in your ear and everybody else's ear so i go up there fairly regular to hunt try to make it up there a couple times a year did you did you go by when you was there in town in camden did you see the rack and reel sports grill i haven't i didn't we was on we was on a mission nick we was on a mission to find <laughs> fish man and <laughs> And uh, we 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 didn't have the time for that. And when we got done fishing, we went back to our hunting camp. Our hunting camp like twenty five thirty minutes down the road, so that's where we stayed at. So we I got you. We didn't waste time in town. Well, well it's it's a uh, it's just right there in town with the Pickley Wiggly and the Hardies and all that right there at twenty eight and forty one. But uh, I got you. That's my that's my favorite little eatery, and man, they got a uh, they got a buffalo chicken sandwich, and I look forward to that. If I go up there and don't shoot deer, which is rare that I go up there and don't shoot deer, but that's my <laughs> consolation prize. If I can't shoot no deer, I know I'm gonna go get my buffalo chicken sandwich. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that, Nick. There we go. Well, Dip, man, it's always a pleasure talking with you. Congrats on your win. Uh, I know I was talking with Miss Boutwell, and she said that y'all had a really good uh, crappie tournament. Uh, the kids' crappie tournament did well, so I'm I'm really glad to hear that. And uh good talking to you and hope you have a good dove season hope you get on them 
I appreciate it, Nathan. You um, you stay in touch, man. We'll get you on a good hunt, man. Thank you for all you do, man. Absolutely. All right, guys, that was Dick McMillan. For real, if you guys get up around Camden, Alabama, be sure to check out Roland Cooper State Park and the Rack and Reel Sports Grill. Um, they didn't pay me to say that. I've just I've been eating up there for a while now, and that's a pretty solid little restaurant and a pretty pretty cool little town starting to kind of grow up a little bit and get some of the amenities that I know that traveling sportsmen like. Um, and it, it's there's some really good recreational opportunities if you hunt, if you fish. The fish are bigger, the deer are bigger. Uh, it's a change of scenery. It's not that far out of pocket. Um, you can kind of get the going, you know, the, the traveling feel without having to cough up the big bucks for an out-of-state trip. It's definitely an awesome place. But anyway, we'll go ahead. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to hear from some of this week's sponsors. This week's episode of the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report has been brought to you by L&M Marine. L&M Marine has something for everyone, from small hunting boats to pontoon boats to bigger bay boat and offshore hybrids. L&M Marine LLC prides itself on its customer service and knows how important it is to be taken care of and to have someone you can trust. They are locally owned and regularly support the surrounding community. L&M Marine provides superior customer service and has an entire team that consists of professional sales members, finance experts, service technicians, and a knowledgeable parts and accessories staff to fully support you. Go visit their friendly, reliable, and experienced staff today. L&M Marine is located six miles north of I-10 at 34600 Highway 59 in Stapleton, Alabama. You can also reach them by phone at 251-937-1380. Also brought to you by Southeastern Pond Management. Since 1989, Southeastern Pond Management has been a leader in pond and lake management services. If you own a pond or lake anywhere in the southeast, Southeastern Pond Management can evaluate the health of your pond and then work with you individually to put together the right plan to get what you want out of your body of water. Through electrofishing, liming, fertilizing, and stocking and weed control, Southeastern Pond Management is the one-stop shop to help you produce more healthy trophy fish than ever before. Schedule an obligation-free consultation today. Call one 888 830 pond or email info at southeastpond.com and brought to you by fish bites whether you're hitting the sand with set rigs using traditional scent strips for pompano or fishing the flats and marshes for speckled trout redfish and flounder fish bites has something for you family owned and operated in saint augustine florida they pride themselves on making reliably consistent fishing products for anglers of all ages all around the world. Fish bites, baits, and lures are made with pride in the Sunshine State here in USA. Check out the full line of scented saltwater and freshwater baits at fishbites.com. Alrighty, folks, that's going to wrap up this week's show. As always, if you've enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen. If you'd like for us to email you the podcast, just text FISHING to 314 314- 665-1767 again just text the word fishing to 314-665-1767 subscribe to our email list and we'll send you the new show each week this week's alabama freshwater fishing report has been brought to you by texas hunter since 1954 texas hunter products has delivered the finest quality fish and game feeders and hunting blinds in the industry to learn more visit texashunter.com and by Hilton's Real-Time Navigator, bringing you the highest quality online satellite fishing charts since 2004. Your source for sea temps, allometry, currents, and watercolor at hiltonsoffshore.com. Also brought to you by Bucks Island. 
Buck's Island has been in business since 1948 for all of your new and used boat needs, as well as motor sales and service, and now they have a pro-level tackle store. Boat and motor trade-ins are welcome. Visit them online at bucksisland.com or give them a call at 256-442-2588. And brought to you by Fish Bites. Whether you're hitting the sand with set rigs or fishing the flats and marshes for speckled trout, redfish, and flounder, Fish Bites has something for you. Check out the full line of scented saltwater and freshwater baits at fishbites.com. And by Mallard Bay. Book your next guided hunting or fishing trip with thoroughly vetted guides or charters. Plan trips, buy gear, go experience. Mallardbay.com. Also brought to you by Hayabusa. Hayabusa Fishing, extremely well known for their premium sabiki rigs, but also don't forget their full line of saltwater hooks and jigs as well as freshwater bass hooks. See what you've been missing at HayabusaFishing.com.